0: Good morning to all of you who are worshipping with us on site and also in the online space. Today is New Life Sunday and over the years we praise God for how many of you have been bringing God's blessings to BBJ and Woodlands communities through New Life Community Services. As God has called us to dwell in BBJ and Woodlands, let us continue to bring His blessing to seek the welfare, to improve the welfare of the residents in BBJ and Woodlands. New Life will continue to find opportunities to bring God's blessings to the East, since God has called us to East as well. Today, New Life Sunday's sermon is taken from Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 11. Before we dive in to read the Word of God, allow me to give you a quick overview of the historical background of the book of Jeremiah, so that we can understand the context, the setting, and appreciate the theological message In Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 11. So I'm going to show you two PowerPoint slides that give you a historical timeline of the book of Jeremiah. So when I do that, I want you to pay special attention to the political setting of Judah. So let us do it right now. The timeline shows this. 640 to 609 BC, King Josiah reigned during this period. Prophet Jeremiah was called to be a prophet in 627 B.C. and served for over 40 years. Immediately after King Josiah's death, Egypt dominated Judah's political landscape. 609 B.C., King Jehoahaz reigned but only for three months before being deposed by Egyptian pharaoh Nico II and taken into Egyptian captivity. 609 B.C., the Egyptians replaced King Jehoahaz with King Johoi 605 BC, King Jehoiakim stayed in power only by shifting his allegiance from Egypt to Babylon. That year, Babylon took his first group of exiles from Judah. Daniel and his friends were also in this first batch of exiles. This information is important for us because next year we are covering the book of Daniel. 598 BC, King Jehoiakim rebelled against Babylon and died shortly in the same year. Last but not least, 598 to 597 BC, King Jehoiakim reigned only for three months. Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar led his army to Jerusalem, deposed Jehoiakim, and replaced Zedekiah on the throne. All the people were taken into exile in 597 BC. Temple of God was destroyed. From this very quick overview of the historical timeline, what do you notice? You would have noticed that the book of Jeremiah is set in very politically unstable times, such that kings are constantly removed and replaced superpowers like Egypt, Babylon, Assyria are constantly fighting with one another. It's somewhat similar to our day and age today, right? That we have political instability in various parts of the world. It is also said in history that when God's people go into exile and arrive in Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar spares no effort to humiliate them. He makes them march down the riverbank naked while he watches them from the royal ship. So the exile into Babylon was with deep shame and a deep sense of hopelessness because God's people lost both promised land and the temple of God. You know, we must understand that the promised land and the temple of God meant everything to God's people. They didn't just lose one. They lost everything, including their homes, their properties, everything. But yet, in today's passage, In Jeremiah 29 verses 4 to 11, after losing everything, God commands his people to bring hope to the people in Babylon and continue to trust that God's purpose will be fulfilled in his timing. Likewise, today as we face challenging times, as we live in politically or financially unstable times, let us continue to bring hope to the community and trust that God's purpose will be fulfilled in his timing. Before we read the Word of God, let us pray. Father, fill us with your spirit to understand your Word. Help us to see you through the Scriptures. May we not just be hearers, but be doers of your Word. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Living in challenging times, let us continue to bring hope to the community. Let's read from verses 4 to 7 from the ESV version from Jeremiah 29. Allow me to read this to you. Verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat the produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city I have sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on his behalf. For in his welfare, you will find welfare. Let us dive in a little bit more so that you understand the word of God today from verses 4 to 7. In those days, there were a lot of false prophets that tell God's people it is not God's plan for them to go to exile. They cannot believe that God will actually send them to exile. God will actually make them leave their promised land. So the false prophets tell God's people that the exile in Babylon is going to be just a short while. In a little while, They will return to the promised land. But however, if you look at verse 4, verse 4 says that it is God himself who sent them into exile. It is God's will, it is God's plan, it is God's purpose for them to dwell in exile. Prophet Jeremiah gives a different message, a very radical message, that they are to dwell in Babylon, not just for a short while, but for many years. In verse 5, they are to submit to the Babylonian rule, live a normal life by building houses, setting there for generations. Verse 6, they are to multiply, continue to have a normal life, marry and multiply, that the remnant of God must not decrease, but increase even in the foreign land. The wives in verse 6 is actually referring to the wives among God's people. They are not referring to the women in the foreign land. That they must continue to multiply among themselves and increase, not decrease, in the foreign land. Lastly, coming down to verse 7, They are to seek the welfare for the people in Babylon. Welfare is written as shalom in the Hebrew language. It means they must bring God's blessings, God's hope, His peace, His goodness, His prosperity, His welfare to the people in Babylon. You know, looking at verse 7, verse 7 is very much in line to God's destiny for His people. His people's destiny is actually written in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. Let me read this to you Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. God tells this to his people. God says, I will make you a great nation and bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That means even In challenging times of exile, God's people must remember their destiny. They are blessed to be a blessing. Living away from the homeland, away from the promised land, they must continue to rise up to their destiny by bringing hope, blessings to the ends of the earth. And that includes seeking the welfare of the people in Babylon. Nothing changes their destiny, not even exile. Their destiny is to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. And likewise today, Our destiny is to be blessed and be a blessing to the people around us, our family, our community, and into the nations. So living in challenging times, God wants us to continue to bring hope to the community, to bring hope in the community in BBJ and Woodlands by giving a financial support, by praying, by volunteering, so that New Life can continue to plan more welfare programs for the residents here in BBJ and in Woodlands. Maybe some of you have this question in your mind. Pastor Sharon, I don't even stay in Woodlands or BBJ. Why should I bring hope to the community here? It is true that we merely uh, travel to BBJ or Woodlands for our weekly Sunday service. And maybe after two hours, we leave the community very quickly. So in other words, BBJ or Woodlands is not exactly our kampong, not our homeland. We don't have a hard connection. We don't really have a vested interest in this community. So why should we bring hope to BBJ and Woodlands, through New Life Community Services. You know, the word of God today tells us that God's people were not even dwelling in the promised land. They were in the foreign land. They were in Babylon. But yet God commands them to bring his blessings, his hope, his welfare, his peace to the people in the foreign land. Even away from foreign land, we must continue to rise up to our destiny to be a blessing to the community. You know, recently I heard of a story of a friend who travels a lot for business. And he tells me this, every business trip, he remembers to always, before he leaves for his meeting of the day, before he leaves the hotel room, he will always place some cash on the table, a note of prayer and thanksgiving for the cleaner of the day. When I heard that story, I was just so encouraged that this brother, even away from Singapore, away from homeland, away from everything, he remembers that he's blessed to be a blessing, that he would bother to put some cash on the table to bless the cleaner, that living in such challenging and punishing business trip schedule, he still remembers his destiny, and that is to bring hope and welfare to someone who is cleaning his room. This story reminds us of verses 4 to 7, they're living in challenging times. God's people remembered their destiny is to bring blessings to the ends of the earth. And that includes seeking the welfare of the people in Babylon. Even away from the homeland, away from promised land, they remember their destiny. Nothing changes. Not even asile. Well. They continue to bring hope to the people in Babylon. So today, let us continue to bring hope to the community in BBG and Woodlands through New Life, community services by giving financial support so that they can plan more welfare programs for the residents in BBJ and in Woodlands. Maybe some of you have a second question. Pastor Sharon, we are facing inflation. Money is not enough. Isn't it better to keep the money to ourselves? This is a really good question, just in case if you are wondering and you, you have this question in your mind. I have this question in my mind as I was preparing for the sermon as well. But yet, Jeremiah 29 tells us a different story. You know, we must understand that when God's people went into exile, they lost everything. They went in naked. They lost everything. They were emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially drained out. And why would God ask them to bring His blessings to the people in Babylon? Humanly speaking, it doesn't make sense. But theologically speaking, we must not miss something that God has a word for some of us here in verses 4 to 7. That when God tells them to bring his blessings, his hope to the people in Babylon, he's trying to tell us who he is and what kind of God he is. He is our big God, which means that God's provisions for his people in exile will be so great that though their homes were destroyed, land confiscated, peace shattered, rights violated, yet they will have more than enough to be a blessing in exile, God will bless them so much that they can bring welfare, they can increase welfare to the people in Babylon. That is a big God that we must not miss as we face our own challenges. You know, I do not want to downplay or underestimate some of the financial burdens that some of you are carrying. Um, carrying um, your elderly at home, trying to play your part at home. I, I don't want to underestimate that. But today, verses 4 to 7 tells us that our God is a big God. He provides so that we can rise up to our destiny to be a blessing. That in our lack, I just want to encourage you, do not focus on our lack. Focus on our living God, who is still multiplying our five loaves and two fish, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Focus on that. You know, as I was preparing this sermon, I I just was thinking, actually our church leaders could have led us to keep the money for ourselves, to give the money for more church activities so that we have more discipleship programs, so that we can improve, increase the spiritual welfare for ourselves. But our spiritual leaders, our church leaders are not leading us that way. They're leading us to look beyond ourselves, beyond the four walls, look into the community, into the nations, and we must rise up to our destiny and bring blessings to BBJ and Woodlands community so that we don't look inward but continue to rise up to our destiny and give the financial support that they need so that they may plan more welfare programs for the residents here. So living in challenging times, let us continue to bring hope to the community. Away from promised land, living in the exile, God's people remembered to bring His blessings to the ends of the earth, and that includes Babylon. Likewise, today, that whatever God is calling us, let us continue to bring hope to the community here and believe in the second point, that God's purpose will be fulfilled in His perfect timing. Let us move on to the second point of today's sermon from verses 8 to 11. Let me read this to you. Verse 8. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope means an end and a hope. It literally means a hopeful ending. That means everything will come to a hopeful ending if they are willing to obey his command. Dwell in exile and bring hope to the people in Babylon. If they are willing to do that, everything will come to a good ending. Even though God's people may not understand, why would a good God send them to exile? Maybe God's people may not understand why can they still give when they are completely drained out. But as long as they are willing to obey His command, go to exile, bring His blessings to Babylon, everything will come to a good ending. Everything will come to a good ending because God Himself will fulfill His promise, His plan and His will. If you look at the word I in the beginning of verse 11, you will notice that I is emphasized in the Hebrew language. It is not emphasized here in the English language, but in the Hebrew language, it is emphasized to send a message to us, the readers, that God is in charge. God will do it. God will fulfill his plan. God will finish the work he started, even when their eyes cannot see, their minds cannot fathom. So in verse 11 is something that we must not miss, and this is the message, that God's people must believe that God will fulfill his promise in his perfect timing, that everything will come to a good ending because God himself will finish the work that he started even when their eyes cannot see and their minds cannot fathom. This is the second practical principle we must not miss in second point of today's sermon. You know, very often we don't understand God's plan. Isn't it? Sometimes we really don't understand. We don't understand when we are facing a lack in our own lives, why would God still want us to be a blessing to the people around us? But the word of God in Jeremiah 29 tells us, as long as we're willing to obey, God will multiply. There will be so much more, so much enough resources that we can continue to be a blessing and see Him finishing the work that He has started through us and through new life. So, living in challenging times, let us believe that God's purpose will be fulfilled in His perfect timing. 22 years ago, God led our church leaders to set up new life community services. Over the past 22 years, we have been laboring with a lot of love, a lot of time. We invested so much to increase the welfare of the residents here. And after 22 years, we must not lose heart. We may not see the full extent of the fruitfulness of our labor, but we must continue to bring hope to the community and trust that God himself will finish the work, that he has started through us, through new life. He will fulfill his promise in his perfect timing. On the slide, you will see the impact that we have made through new life in year 2021. We have blessed 1,424 beneficiaries. There are children, children, youths, families, and seniors. And you can see some of the testimonies from the video that we just watched. And our hearts are filled with thanksgiving. But the truth is this, we cannot see the full impact of our labour. We can see some impact here and there through some lives and some testimonies. But the truth is that we can't see the full extent of our impact. We can't see the full extent of the fruitfulness of our labour. And all the more, we must not lose heart. We must continue to give hope to the community and trust that God himself will finish the work that he started through us and through new life. Living in challenging times, God's people didn't understand a lot of things. They didn't understand why they had to go to exile. They didn't understand losing everything and why would they still need to bring hope to the people in Babylon. But yet, if they are willing to obey his command, everything will come to a good ending. God will fulfill his promise in his perfect timing. So today, as we live in politically financially unstable times, let us continue to bring hope to the community and believe that God Himself will fulfill His promise in His perfect timing. I want to share with you a story of Daryl Cole. Daryl went to BBJ Youth Hub when he was 12, 13 years old. When he first reached there, he was quite a mischievous boy. He gave a lot of headaches to the staff there, the New Life staff, but they welcomed him they welcomed him with unconditional love. He grew amazingly in BBJ Youth Hub. He grew in character. They mentored him so well. Eventually, he went to BBJ Worship Center to worship with us. And fast forward 10 years later, this is a picture of Daryl Cole. He's worshipping with us in Woodland Center, serving as one of our next generation DMK, discipling the youth together with us in Woodland Center. And we praise God for that. Can we give God a big clap offering? This is only just one life of the past 22 years that we laboured. We can't see the full extent of our labour and our impact, but we cannot lose hope. We must not lose heart. We must continue to bring hope to the community and believe that God himself will finish the work he started. So this morning, will you bring hope to the community? This morning, will you believe? Let us pray. Father, we give thanks to you for your word. We ask that you will continue to fix our eyes on you when we face a lack in our lives, lack of resources, lack of time, lack of energy. Help us to still remember our destiny and that is to bring hope to our own family, our community, to the nations. Today, you are asking us if we are willing to give hope. Today, you are asking us will we be willing to believe in you. Church, let us rise and respond to God with this song, Hope, to the nations.
1: i Father, this morning we hear from your scriptures Lord that you are the God of blessing this morning we come and we believe Lord that in and through your church father you will make yourself known that people will see the beauty of Jesus fall in love with you enter your kingdom receive the blessing of the heavenly father thank you so much Lord thank you so much Lord. in Jesus name we pray everyone says "Amen."
0: We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word, and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.